and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Week podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown against Morn, and the citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 13. This week we do not have a tax case, which you might be about as glad to hear about as I am. Instead we get to sink our teeth into some criminal law and think about how sentencing ought to work. Morn, who is the appellant in this case, and his brother went on a crime spree across Northern Ireland over the course of three days, carrying out three burglaries and attempting a further two. In one of those raids, the pair knocked on the door of a 71-year-old priest, whereupon they produced a handgun and ransacked the house. In another, a couple in their 70s were burgled, and Morn put a gun to the man's head and claimed to be in the IRA before threatening to shoot the man. When they were eventually arrested, the policewoman had to take evasive action to avoid being crushed by a vehicle that was being driven at her. Morn then refused to leave his cell to be interviewed by the police, and did not accept responsibility for the charges against him. When the appellant was eventually arraigned, he pleaded guilty to charges of aggravated burglary and stealing, false imprisonment, burglary, attempted burglary, and allowing himself to be carried in a conveyance taken without consent. Even though he did plead guilty, the discount on his arrest was reduced for a couple of reasons. Firstly, he failed to accept responsibility for his actions at interview, or indicate an intention to plead guilty before the arraignment. And secondly, he was caught red-handed in respect of a number of the offences. As such, Morn got seven years in prison and a further seven years on licence. An appeal was made in respect of this sentencing practice, but it was dismissed by the Court of Appeal in Northern Ireland, and so a further appeal was made to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The lead judgment was given by Sir Declan Morgan, who is not a Justice of the Supreme Court, but is on the supplementary panel and is also from Northern Ireland. He dealt with each issue in turn, and so first examined the rule that, in order to benefit from the maximum sentencing discount, a defendant must indicate their intention to plead guilty at the first opportunity. Morn argued that he did plead guilty at the earliest opportunity, based on Article 33 of the Criminal Justice Northern Ireland Order 1996, which states that the court will consider the, quote, stage in the proceedings, end quote, at which the defendant indicated his intention to plead guilty. It was suggested that the proceedings for this purpose was the arraignment, because this was the first time he was required to indicate if he was pleading guilty not, say, during the police interview. The justices agreed that proceedings does not include the investigative process before a defendant is charged, but noted that the Court of Appeal in Northern Ireland is still able to develop its own guidelines for sentencing discounts based on benefits to the administration of justice, such as the saving of time and resources. With that in mind, it is perfectly legitimate to treat the failure to admit guilt during a police interview as a relevant factor when it comes to sentencing. The Court of Appeal has a great deal of freedom on this point, and so they made no error of law to speak about. The second rule is that when a defendant is caught red-handed, the sentencing discount should not be as great as where there is a viable defence for the defendant to present. On this point, the justices noted that having less of a reduction in sentence when caught red-handed has long been a sentencing policy throughout the UK. The whole point of the sentencing discount is to save money on time and costs by encouraging someone to plead guilty, 
However, if the defendant is clearly guilty, then there isn't really much need to incentivize someone to plead guilty when that is already clearly the case. The justices acknowledge that this policy has changed somewhat in the rest of the UK over recent years, but that does not necessarily mean that Northern Ireland has to follow suit. In the end, the appeal was dismissed. And on a pretty basic human level, you have to be happy with this decision. The Morn brothers targeted priests and attacked elderly people in a rampage across Northern Ireland. There is a good argument that society would be a better place if those two never got out of prison, and it is certainly the case that the higher sentence, the better. Nevertheless, the decisions in cases like this affect other cases as well, and it is important that even the Morn brothers get justice, no matter what form it takes. Even then, I agree with this judgment. You tend to find that the Supreme Court are quite loath to get into questions around sentencing, and that is with good reason. It is important that the lower courts are able to be flexible in their approach, and policy should be able to change on a regular basis without an appeal having to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. The two policies discussed in these proceedings are also pretty sound. It doesn't really make sense for an early indication to plead guilty, to only come at arraignment, because that is still quite far along in the process, and there aren't many savings achieved for the justice system in terms of time and resources by that point. On the other hand, if a defendant indicates that they will plead guilty at the police interview, then that just makes the whole rest of the process go much smoother. As regards the second policy, it is to be remembered that the reduction in sentencing is a bargaining chip at the end of the day, and if a defendant is caught red-handed, then they are effectively showing up to the poker table with no chips to play with. There is an argument that an indication towards pleading guilty is still useful, and that Northern Ireland could follow the rest of the UK's lead. But that is really a policy decision rather than something that needs to come from a legal judgment per se. In the meantime, let's hope that the Morns enjoy their extended time at Her Majesty's pleasure. Well, thank you very much for tuning into the podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description for this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!